Have you ever felt mad or frustrated at God because he's not answering your prayer? Maybe you're in a situation in life where you maybe haven't met your spouse yet. Maybe you've suffered the loss of miscarriage. Maybe you lost a child. Maybe you have lost a parent. Maybe you have had infidelity in your marriage. Maybe you're struggling with your body image and with depression and you just don't understand why God doesn't seem to be listening. And you know what? Those feelings are real and God isn't afraid of them. And I had a situation happen to me about almost 11 years ago that changed my perspective on the no's that we often encounter in life when we pray and ask God for things for struggles in our life. And although my situation may not be your exact situation, I do feel like there's a concept here that has been able to carry me through other hard times where I have not seen an answer because in this particular instance, God allowed me a little glimpse into heaven to see maybe why he said no to something that I did not understand why the answer would be a good no. So welcome to the Grace-Filled Life podcast with Margo Martin, where today we're going to be talking about what to do when you feel like God is not listening and how to trust him in those moments. Okay, so we're going to be talking about something today that I think is one of my biggest passions to talk about, one of my favorite stories to share with people because it was a situation that really changed my life. And although I did feel like I got to see an answer to this situation, I fully recognize there are a lot of you that are still waiting for your answer. And there may be some of those that you may not know until you get to heaven. I know that I have many of those situations where I'm like, Lord, I don't understand why you gave me this, what I feel like is a thorn in my side. Like Paul felt like he had a thorn in his side. I don't understand why you've allowed me to walk through this. This is painful. This is not great. This is disappointing. And my trust in you is wavering because I just feel disappointed in how this is playing out. But let me tell you what I learned through this story that I'm going to share here in just a second is that sometimes your biggest disappointments, my biggest disappointments are actually God's biggest protections. God's rejection of your situation may be actually for your protection. In Romans 8:28 it says for I know that God works all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. He works all things for good and even when we don't feel like it, we know we can trust that promise. So, um 11 years ago I was pregnant with our first daughter Lila. And I was teaching in a middle school in Burbank, California. And I was, we went into the summertime and I knew I wasn't going to be going back that next year to teach because I was going to take a gap year. And I wasn't sure if I was going to go back. I never did end up going back. I ended up staying home with her. But at that point, uh, she was due on August 10th. We lived in Southern California in the Los Angeles area. And if you have ever been to Los Angeles in August, you know it is freaking hot. It is boiling. It You love the air conditioning in August in Los Angeles. Well, this particular year, um, it was, you know, the school, I had a teacher coming in to teach that year. And so I didn't have to really do anything step, you know, for that school year, I taught music. And so I was kind of watching all this stuff happen and all the prep happen. And it was the beginning of August. And I was so excited for Lila to come and I reached my August 10th due date and went in and I had made zero progress. And I was so disappointed. I mean, I feel like it's just so hard to wait. <laughs> Even those last four weeks of pregnancy, it's so hard to wait. All of us can relate to that. 
if you've been pregnant. It's just no matter what child it is, it just feels like it's an eternity long. And so I, it was, uh, it was like record breaking heat that week. It was like in the hundreds. I remember one, um, like that week after her due date, it was like 106 degrees and (laughs) everybody was working or back in school. And I kid you not, you guys, I, well, first of all, let me share with you that our air conditioning in our little attached house apartment had broken. And so it was so hot and I was so miserable and so pregnant. And so I literally went to the movie theater every single day for like a week straight because I just needed to distract myself. Everybody else was working, but, and it was so hot. I could not even like handle it in my apartment. So, um, we, we didn't really think much about it, but the air conditioning was broken. And so we, of course, were not the landlords. And so the landlords brought in someone to look at it and they looked at it and they said, Oh no, everything's fine. You just have a problem with your air conditioner. And there's like something with the condenser tray or whatever it was. And so they said, no, you're fine. And, um, they said there's some moisture up there. And then we got a second opinion because the air conditioning kept breaking and they said, oh, same thing. Like it was a different company. No, you're fine. Everything's fine. It's just, there's some moisture up there. And I said, well, is there any risk of like this collapsing? Like, cause there's moisture up there. Oh no, you're fine. Everything's fine. You know? So meanwhile, the last two weeks of my pregnancy, I got all the stretch marks. Like they literally like burst up onto my belly and on my sides. And I was just so disappointed. And I just remember thinking, you know, and obviously this is a very small situation. I know a lot, a lot of you are dealing with bigger situations, but I just remember thinking, God, I, I've prayed for this. I prayed that you would help me to go on time. And I prayed that I wouldn't have to have C-sections like my mom, even though I would take a healthy baby over anything. But, you know, I just, I was like, God, why aren't you listening? And my air conditioning is broken and I'm crabby and I'm, I have no friends around because everybody's working. And I just felt lonely and discouraged and all these stretch marks popped out. And I was just like, God, why? So, you know, we went to all this air conditioning stuff was going on. We ended up having three different people come in and all of them said that it was fine. Like they fixed it and then it would just break again. And that there was no risk of, you know, anything happening with the ceiling. Everything was fine. There wasn't that much moisture up there, all that stuff. And so we went in, you know, you know, after you hit your due date, they make you come in pretty frequently every couple of days. So I was doing stress tests and the glucose testing and I, you know, and I was made, I was literally like at zero centimeters. So like no progress whatsoever. Well, back then I feel they didn't let me go this long, but with my other babies, but with Lila, um, they, I was with, uh, Kaiser. And so they said at that point, they didn't like to do inductions before two weeks. And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, and I just, you know, I wanted to give her as much time to come out naturally. Cause I really wanted to have a natural birth, not natural, like Lord, give me the epidural. But, um, I wanted to, um, you know, give her as much time to come out. And I really wanted to experience that. And, um, so we kept going in and no progress, no progress, no progress. So finally on day 12, we went in and we scheduled the induction for the next day on day 13. So 13 days overdue, my stretch marks are everywhere. Our air conditioning is fixed for now, but it's still a hundred and something degrees. So on the morning of August 22nd, we, my husband and I left the house and my parents were going to come stay at our little apartment house and we left to go to the hospital and, you know, we were excited and nervous and all the things that you feel for that first baby. And, you know, especially not knowing if how this is going to go with induction and all that. 
And we get to the hospital and they're trying to tell us all these different methods that we can use for induction. And, and we're like, well, I, don't, I don't know, like what's best. You know, you feel like you're making mistakes all over the place. Cause you just don't know. You've never done this before. And you're trying to trust the doctors. And my mom, uh, like I said, they were staying at the house and they were arriving over to the house, you know, pretty shortly after we were called and called my husband and said, Hey, Tim, did the roof collapse before or after you left this morning? And Tim was like, oh, stop it. Cause my mom can be kind of a, a jokester. And she's like, no, I'm serious. And right when we had left, I, we really think that it was when we closed the door and the roof collapsed, like a six, six foot by six foot space collapsed in our house. And I feel like I'm going to get emotional talking about this. Um, because you guys, it collapsed right where her bassinet was going to be by our bed. We had moved the bassinet because my parents were staying in the room while we were getting induced, but her, the the roof collapsed right exactly where her bassinet would have been. If she had been on time, the likelihood of her having been in the bassinet was high. Not only did the roof collapse and all of it came down with it, the woodwork, everything, insulation, everything, but there was an intense amount of mold in the ceiling that fell down onto that place. So if it hadn't have killed her, it probably would have damaged her lungs. And as stressful as that situation was, in that moment, looking back, I realized that I had prayed for something that compared to a lot of situations is small, but I had prayed for God to answer me. I'd prayed for God for an on-time baby, for everything to work out and for things to feel great and for her to, you know, but most of all, what we had prayed for all along was that she would be healthy and that she would be safe. That's all that we had prayed for. We prayed for protection throughout the entire pregnancy. And here I was miserable. I remember one day, I was sitting with a fan blowing on me in, in a broken air conditioning in 106 degree heat. And one of my good friends, Rachel, came over and she had just had a baby six weeks earlier. And she knew I was just sitting over there and she came over, she barged into my house and she said, stop being a martyr and come over to my house. And she brought me over to her house. But that's just, I was just low and I was discouraged and I was frustrated and mad. And looking back on that, God has used that situation to remind me in that moment, I got to see that if if he had answered my prayers for her being on time, if he had not allowed me to get those stretch marks, I could have paid the price for her life. And his, his rejection of my prayers in those moments for what I thought was best was actually for my daughter's protection so that she could live. And so that situation has made it a little bit easier for me over time. It's given me confidence to trust God's timing or to view his silence as protection over rejection and I wanted to share that story with you because I know a lot of you are walking through situations where you feel like God is being silent. And I know that that comes with a lot of anger and disappointment and frustration. And what I want to share with you today is that you may not see the answer to it on this side of heaven, but I can tell you that I've given a little bit, been given a little bit of a glimpse of knowing that sometimes we things may not we might request things from God and and it doesn't mean that he's not listening it doesn't mean that he doesn't have his ear bent down towards us because the word says that it, his word says that he does that he hears our prayers but sometimes what you think is good is actually not for his good and not for his glory and it might be for more pain for you even in the future than what you realize i remember a situation Growing up where I prayed for God to make this certain relationship work out, God, just make it work, like change my heart, make this work. And I'm so glad that God said no. 
I'm so glad that he didn't answer me and that I had to take steps in faith out of this relationship and walk in faith towards what felt like nothing, like knowing if I would never, didn't know if I would ever get married, but having to take steps in faith away from a relationship that would have given me short-term happiness, but for a lot of long-term pain into now where I have this amazing family with these four girls, with my husband, Tim in Colorado, that I wouldn't have had if God had answered my prayer in those moments. So I say that to encourage you with whatever you're going through today, God is working all things together for your good and for his glory. And I hope that this story has given you a new perspective to maybe hang on to a little bit of hope in those moments where God truly does feel silent. And I'm praying for you. I'm here for you. I'm here to pray for you and hold you up as a sister in Christ, knowing that you are not alone in those feelings of life where you feel like God is not listening. But the truth is he promises he is. And he promises that he loves you in the midst of all of it and that his, his rejection may actually be for your protection. So go out there and live in trust and grace and his love for you today.